Blog Talk Radio. July 18, July 1, 8, 2018, July 18, 18. And today, I want to teach you a couple of exercises. Uh, you're going to say it's not about recruiting, but it is. These are going to help your posture. It's going to help you sit. It's going to help you look good when you're talking to somebody in person, okay? These two exercises are really easy to do at work. And, and you know, the problem with a lot of exercises it takes a long time for them to show any results, so you don't want to do them because it doesn't feel worthwhile. That's not the case here. You're going to get quick results, okay? So first, you stand up straight or even in your chair, uh, and you pull your chin in toward your neck, and you hold it for a couple of seconds. That is it, okay? Do it a few times a day. You can also do it against the wall. Put your back to the wall Pull your chin in towards your back, inside towards your neck. It'll give you a good stretch, right? And if you pull your chin in, your abdominal muscles, your stomach, uh, that's, uh, you know, for international listeners, it's going to pull in a little, right? The second exercise makes your abdominal muscles contract a little more. It's called the vacuum pose, the vacuum pose. Bodybuilders do it on stage. You just pull your gut in. And hold it for a while. You can uh, put your fists or your elbows in front of your body. That uh, sort of accentuates the, uh, the tension in, in your abdomen if you want to do it that way. But it's going to work after not too many weeks, okay? You're going to feel yourself standing up straighter. I guarantee it because, you know, a few weeks ago I hurt my back. And I had to even cancel a show. It was so bad. And I started uh learning stuff and i'm passing it on to you okay but here's the final thing don't overdo it it's easy to hurt yourself doing even the simplest easiest kind of exercise but i'll tell you one thing you won't hurt yourself by building up your recruiting knowledge on jerry jerry the recruiting animal The Recruiting Animal Too, so you can skip that. Yeah. Hey, yeah. hey, hey, 
Michael G. Cox, do those. If you heard about those exercises, I dare you to do them. Here, though, I got a, I got a suggestion for Michael G. Cox. He just reminded me. You know, I know you don't want to play your your uh, on hold music, uh, but just tell me what's your area code, and if your on hold music comes on, then I'll know what to get. What's your area code? What's your yeah, area I'm at code? Yeah, two one zero. Okay. Two one zero. So you don't have to mute yourself. So you can still talk, okay? And if we start hearing about Day Hill, I'll know to go and mute two ten, okay? Thank All you. Right. Okay. Yeah. Oh, Jerry. Yeah. Before we get yeah, going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm right here. Yeah. I I have to reconnect. Like uh, I don't know if anybody heard anything, but I was thinking that you could expand your introduction to the show. Maybe say something like. Exposing the lies, delivering the truth. You're listening okay. to the recruiting animal show. Do you like okay, that? Okay, okay. Let's talk about that off air because that's some behind no, the no, scenes. No, no, I want you to try it right now. I want you to try it. People just don't need to I want you to try it now. Exposing the lies, delivering the truth. You're listening to the recruiting animal show. Can you do that for me? Exposing the lies, delivering the truth. You're listening to the recruiting Made me feel made me feel good. Okay, yeah. you know what? I want to thank my sponsors. I'll do it later because the show got off to a, a an odd start as usual. Okay, but the guest today is a guy named Martin Dangerfield. I had a song ready for us, Martin. Okay, do you think you could Go sing, on. Martin? <laughs> no, I, I can't sing. Not where I am. Uh, I can't uh, sing uh, here. I got a trick I can't for sing you. Anyway. I got this, no, I've got an awful trick. Listen to me. Listen to me. This is a Leon Russell song. It's him. <laughs> And a dog barking. I'll sing. You just have to bark, okay, or yelp like a dog, okay? Are you with me? Are yeah, you with me, on. yes or no? Yeah? Anybody yes. else want to bark? Yeah. Anybody else? Okay. It's called no. Little Dog. Nope. <laughs> it's called Little Dog. Martin, okay, don't let me I'm down. Gonna, hey, you start barking, I'm going to put on my hold music. He's going he's gonna to bark, not me, okay? I'm going to sing. <laughs> little Dog. I know why you're crying tonight. That's a crying. You're crying. Martin, come on. Because you just ain't feeling right. Let me hear you, Martin. Come on. I know just how you feel. Where are you? I thought you were the guest. Okay. Forget it. Hey, everybody. The guy doesn't have any guts, okay? His name is Martin Dangerfield. On Twitter, he's M. Dangerfield. His website is martindangerfield.com. He builds himself as a global recruitment and talent acquisition leader, okay? Head of recruit, head of resourcing, a strategist, blogger, public speaker. He's everything, okay? So, uh, Martin, are you ready to start? First question. Do you think, or did I introduce you right? Is there something about your introduction that you have to correct there? Go ahead. Am I still on? Yeah. Are we still yeah. on? Yes. Okay. Well, well, he's not answering me. He's supposed to pretend like he's not. He got well, he bounced already. Nobody answered from now on. That's a new rule the, for the, the show. Guest, the guest got bounced. Or maybe he hung up when he had a thing. I don't know what happened. It was the barking. Gosh. Hi, Kathy. Oh, Harry, maybe this is, maybe Hi, this Harry. is him again. You hey, know, this is I'm, back. I'm back. I got Kathy and I are all private messages I, on Facebook while we're yeah. talking on the phone. Let's get the show. Let's get Jerry. Okay, let's get the show rolling. He's back. I should have sent you uh, a direct connect. 
I forgot. Who is our guest? Did you cover that? He's here, Martin Dangerfield, okay? Hello, Dangerfield. how are you doing? Marty Dangerfield. Okay. Martin Dangerfield, yeah. Not, not a relative okay. of uh, any other Dangerfield you may know. Let's get the show rolling. Okay, hold on. You're eight minutes in, dude. Yeah, well, maybe you'll let you him in. you got to hit him with something himself. strong now. Go! Okay, <laughs> Martin, do you, do you think you got a bad break by being born in England instead of North America? <laughs> <laughs> of course he did. Well, well, uh, technically, I wasn't. I was born in South Africa, so, you know, it's okay. Oh. Can you talk a little louder? Louder! I'll try. He's louder than a shooter here, isn't he? Pick up. Have some balls, Martin. Oh, I'm sat in an office. I'm shouting down the phone. What more can I do? No, it doesn't sound like it. It doesn't sound like it. Okay, now you bill yourself. Okay, hold on. You bill yourself as a talent acquisition Leader, okay? I don't like I do. that term, leader. Why do you call yourself a leader? What do you mean by that? Like a manager? What does it mean? Uh, managers manage people, don't they? So leaders lead a conversation. They decide on, on where things are going. So um, I'm, I'm, the reason I'm being so quiet, I'm being so quiet, well, yeah, they follow, yeah, but I'm not managing things. So if I look, I'm working with a client right now, so I'm on their, in, their, in their office, which is why I'm being a little bit quieter probably. Um, well, that's stupid. Why did you set it up at your client to call in oh, when you know you're on the show? I, that's ridiculous. I, you're I letting us down. I got an here. audience. I'm not letting okay? you down. I got an audience. I'm not letting you down. Come on, I love you. You know that. I'm um, so, but the leader bit. So I'm helping them look at how they recruit their people. I don't manage their team. I'm not going to work here. I'm going to help them think about what they're doing. Make make them do it better. Think about how they expand. They hire yeah. only in the UK. Yeah. Yeah. They You're an advisor. The world. So you are you are an yeah. advisor. Okay. Yeah, advisor. Uh, advisor's got a different name though. If you, advisor here means okay. you're something really. Genius. I'm going to tell you something else. Sorry, I I don't want to waste anybody's time. But the but your blog, you know, you've got a blog on your company yeah. site. It stinks. It's just ads for your company. Those aren't real blogs. You can do better. Okay? Oh, oh, that's Dang. unfair, isn't it? They're not. Ooh, ouch. Okay. You, what, was the you last say, one, what was the last one yeah. you read? There's, pers- there's personal stuff in there all the time. <laughs> I love it enough of them that I, I gave up, okay? Because there was no you content did. at all for one. me to transfer to the show. There was no content for me to transfer to the show. Okay, you also say that you've got a straight-talking, results-focused approach, okay? You even claim yeah. that you speak your mind a little too often. That sounds like what's your greatest weakness? And a little too softly. Yeah, okay. What do you mean in practice? What does this straight talking results focused approach mean? Okay, can you give us well, some that examples? Means you, yeah, so if you're working in a big corporate and you would have known look at my LinkedIn profile, I've worked for some corporates. I looked at you your LinkedIn awkward, profile. Okay. You get some awkward conversations with a corporate who you say what you think, you say how things are. You don't necessarily say it in a way that Tell they us a hear. story of a, when it really happened. Tell us a story. Can you do Ooh. that? I'm begging. <laughs> there was a, I can't name that. Uh, I can't say which one of those corporates it was, but I used to run it. I used to manage, and these were deliberately there, manage a team. I used to manage a large team across Europe. And though, though you'd have a regular conversation, I'd go and see the, the VP of HR in Europe, who would basically just, just slate everything I said because I'd say the no word. I'd say, no, we cannot do this. No, it cannot be done. Um, and those are the times where you get into real awkward positions, which means eventually you have to leave, don't you? So that's eventually what I did. I, I left because I, 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 you can't do that forever. 
Okay, what That's was he asking for? Talking. What was he asking for? Uh, he what was, was he, he asking wanted, uh, he, wanted, he wanted 400 sales hires in the space of about three months, and we just couldn't do it. We didn't have enough people, enough wearable ability to do it, nothing set up. It just, it just wasn't going to happen. So it, not in Europe. It doesn't happen that quickly. Yeah, people are okay, you're the first guy. You're the first person I've ever heard say that if you have a backbone and you stand up to a stupid hiring manager, you're going to lose your job. Or well, you're going to have to resign and move some, go yeah, somewhere it's, it's else. Yeah, worse than that. It's, it's, so, so hiring managers are, are more, uh, more, uh, I, I guess, sympathetic. But yes, this is a VP of HR, and that was he didn't want to hear it because it meant that he'd have to go and tell his peers, you know, his, his other fellow VPs, we're not going to do this. If you're going to hiring managers are, are much more open to the idea of you know, let's be realistic about what things, you know, what's actually going to happen. You know, particularly if they're already there, they got hired themselves. You, t- you tell them that story. About them yeah, I don't understand what you're talking hard. about no, now. Yeah. I'm losing you. I'm losing you. Jerry, are you losing him too? Are you, are you engaged, Jerry? Anybody? Anybody got I a question l- for him? I, I'm falling I down. I lost him. I'm him. falling down. Yeah, me too. I'm falling him. down. Do you mean last Kathy, do you have what, a question? Last the thoughts or the no, thoughts? I don't have a question because I couldn't follow what he was saying. Yeah, we, we, you're, you were just, you know, mumbling too much, okay, to be blunt. I'm a straight talker too, okay? That's what you get. Yeah. And I hope you can take it. And yeah. what about culture fit? Culture fit used to be the greatest thing in the world. Kathy, Kathy liked a, a posting I made about it. Culture fit. Everything was culture fit. Now it's sexist. It's racist. It's bigoted. It's unfair bias. If you hire based on culture fit, you're just hiring a bunch of people like yourself. And there's no diversity. There's no diversity of thought. You're going to lose money. What's your take on that? So my take is that, you, yeah, I, I think you're wrong. You do hire on culture. Um, I'm working in a, right now I'm doing some work with a 160 people business. They thrive on their culture. They know what they want. They're diverse. Um, they've got every ethnic uh, background. They've got a really good gender mix. So you, you don't have to do all those other things. What's you their culture? Careful, can you actually. define it briefly? Can you, can you do a, um, a, an they're, elevator they're standard, pitch on their start, culture? They're, they're standard startup. You know, they, they work hard, play hard. They really focus in on, on what they do as a business. That's the culture piece, that everybody's got a shared vision. Yeah, that's, that's, what you know just what said is meaningless. It's meaningless. Well, Does anybody say. get it's anything out of that? No, I want, I'd like to know if, if you love to work hard, but you don't like to play hard because you keep your personal life separate from your work life, are you a culture fit? Well, here you wouldn't be. You wouldn't be a culture fit because of that, because That's they do horrible. have to work hard and play horrible. hard. You know, they think that when it comes together, that 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 you are, you you become the off, you know, become the workplace. You become, you know, merged into that. So it says that yeah, work how hard, does play hard. Play hard says, how does play hard manifest itself in real life? You go out drinking with everybody. What what does it mean? Yeah, you go out drinking with everybody, you work late with everybody, you eat breakfast together, you eat lunch together, you Live spend together. Your time together, you, you do your social stuff together. Yeah, there's all, you know, UK is different probably to the US, but it's about, it's, yeah, it's about becoming the company that you're sitting at home and you're thinking about work. It's that, that's what they mean by that. It means you're willing, you get your contribution to, to the workplace. It's not okay. Is there, any room leave, for you know? pers- is there any room for a personal life? Because it sounds like you're living at the workplace. I, I, yeah, I don't think these, some of these guys have got that. I think that's exactly what they want. But I also think it, they like it. It's, yeah, some of them are 
you're out of university, it's like an extension of being at uni. You, you've come, come here to, to get paid to eat, drink, do whatever. And moving yeah, on. It's, uh, moving it's safe, on. Isn't it? it's hope. Moving on. You said, on. this is a quote from your blog, you live and die by the ability to make your brand real. Aren't brands just marketing gimmicks, BS marketing gimmicks? I think, well, that's the difference, isn't it? If you work for yourself and you do your own thing, then you are the brand, aren't you? So you have to what sort of be, what be does that real. Mean? What does that mean? Uh, to, to compete against, so I, I compete against, you know, big corporates in, in this space. The so consulting and advising and doing other stuff, you know, I have to go and compete against Accenture or PwC or EY or whoever, Bain. So I have to make sure that my brand is what it is so people know what they're getting. Because otherwise they don't know me, do they? You, you, you can see... You see what you see. So you have to represent something. So it actually means even little old me has to put something together, which, is, which uh, represents what I'm about and how I'm going to approach things and how I'm going to get So your brand is straight-talking straight talent leader. Is that, is that fair? Yeah, I, I think it is. I think, um, I think I'm a doer, not a, not, a, not, a, not a strategist. You know, I get on and do. That's the bit that people really like about me. That I'll, okay, you know what? I'll okay, well, well, here, let me move that. to the next question. How, how should small recruiting agency do business development. This is something that we're very interested in here, okay? I want to know if you have any specific, concrete uh, recommendations. Maybe it has agency, something to do yeah, with branding. It is and it, it, it isn't. So I think about, so when I've been buying services from agencies, I've often, looked, often gone for the smaller agencies because they represent themselves. You know, they, they've got a, vast, a vested interest in the outcome. So what that's, that's waffle for. If I'm paying you as an agency, you get the money, don't you, directly, if it's you. Whereas if I pay a big corporate agency, the guy who's actually doing the work is going to get a percentage of that money and the rest of it goes to his boss and his boss, his boss, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm more interested in the outcome about why that person would be able to do that piece of work. So if I'm hiring a senior salesperson in, in somewhere in Europe, they don't need to have a local knowledge, they need to have a decent network, um, and, and I, I'm happy to pay for that. Whereas I wouldn't necessarily go to a big corporate for Yeah, that but you know like what? Okay, you're telling me the you're telling me the how. So how That's could me, they? Other people don't do that. Well, uh, I'm asking how a recruiting agency should do business development. I, I'm have to figure it out. Can you spell it out for me based on what you just said? I mean, look, it's you're paying work, me. I'm it? I'm going to make more money and I'm more motivated. Is that what I should say when I get on the phone? Hey, yeah, Mr. I think so. that's, that's, why, that's what I want to hear. Yeah, that's why I want to hear that the best. You've got some. You've got some interest in the outcome. Otherwise, I'm just becoming another. You know, you're just filling one vacancy in a sea of loads of others. Whereas if actually you come and tell me personally why you should come and do this, then I'm more interested. But that doesn't work for everybody, does it? Because there's a bunch of you know, other people who just want to see a big brand. They feel safe giving okay. it to a big so, corporate. So you're, it sounds like you know, I, I'm trying to get you excited about telling us about this. This isn't your favorite topic, business development. Am I right about that? Or it's not my favorite topic, something? no. <laughs> well, no what is I, your I favorite do. topic? What is your favorite oh, topic? Oh, well, come on. You've, you've, you've looked at what I talk about. I talk about... So right now I've been doing loads of talks about artificial intelligence, about replacing recruiters with AI and the fact that people are scared about it. Uh, I did a talk in Ukraine not that long ago all about it. I've done a couple of talks in London about it. Um, so that's okay, the thing. okay, yeah, you sold me. We're going so, to yeah. talk about that as soon as I do this ad. Okay, hey, everybody, Recruiting Some... Animal here for PC Recruiter. You know, recruiting is fragmented. I tell you that every week, you know. There's some recruiters doing uh, – 
tech recruiting. There's some recruiters doing temp recruiting. There's some doing direct recruiting for their corporations. Uh, they're all different things. So, you know, they think that they need different software. If you're one kind of recruiter, you need one kind of software. Uh, you're another kind of recruiter, you need another kind of software. But i got to tell you, that's not true of PC Recruiter because PC Recruiter does everything, and I'm going to tell you why. It's not that it's made one way that suits everybody. It's configurable. It's made in a way that you can change it. You can adapt it to your working style, your specific needs. Okay, and if you're not a technically oriented person and just the idea, just the word configure scares you, don't worry about that. They've got a support team that's going to help you. And let me tell you something else. You don't have to be a, a big recruiting team at a big company. You can be a solo recruiter working out of your basement and they still like you, big or small. They serve them all. Big or small, they like them all. Because you know why? If you're a recruiter, PC Recruiter loves you. So check them out, please, at PCRecruiter.net. Now, I'm going to go back to my guest, Martin Dangerfield. I'm going to let him talk about AI, but I'm going to caution him, okay? If he wants to talk about this topic, he's got to be very concrete. He can't deliver a lecture pretending, you know, feeding us the same talk that he gave in the Ukraine. I don't want that, okay? Yeah, I yeah. want you to give me some. <laughs> what do you want to tell us about AI? Well, I don't know. So, so I don't know what it's like in the US, but in the UK and in Europe, people are, well, are worried that AI is going to replace their jobs, that we're going to get rid of recruiters, lose that human touch. Um, and I think that they're right. So I've been talking recently about how they're right. So it's not a lecture about that. It's just my take on it. It's right. And there's good things and bad things about that. Let me break it down. Let me break it down into yeah. questions. Anybody okay. else who's on the line, anybody else on the call is free to speak up. Uh, I got a feeling I'm going to have trouble with this topic. Okay. Anybody else can speak up. What, what is going to be replaced? You said recruiters are going to be replaced in what way? What's yeah. going to happen exactly? Which so, recruiters? Well, all recruiters. So and that's my take. So agency recruiters and in-house recruiters. If you're um, and particularly RPO businesses, if you've got a, you know, they, they price on a model which says they reduce the cost of hiring. So if you start using AI to do some of your admin, to match CVs to job descriptions, which is available now in the marketplace, you can do it straight away. That, that potentially saves something around 40% of a recruiter's time particularly for those, those RPO businesses where they're talking about huge volumes. So it's automation and AI replaces those recruiters because they no longer need to source. It okay. replaces what kind of searches, what kind of searches? What kind of searches are you talking about? Because you say high volume. It doesn't sound like something a headhunter would be involved in. What kind of searches no, are you talking about? No, so, so, so a headhunter wouldn't. But, but the, the rest of the, the mundane stuff that we hire, if you're a corporate um, organization taking – a load of applications, which is typical. They sit in your ATS. We always talk about how crappy ATSs are. You need you know, a bit of AI can now scan the ATS in a few seconds and spit out the right person, as good as a recruiter can on a search, into, into either the highest What kind of search? Do I have to say it 100 times? What kind of search are you talking so, about? 
and no, any type of search. So a normal hire, you know, go and hire a normal sales manager or a salesperson or a customer service person. So anything that's already in your ATS, but also that 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 technology, that AI technology, you can go out into the internet now and start to get more information to start to scrape LinkedIn to do some other bits and pieces. So, so not, not headhunting, not that executive search piece, but everything below that. Okay, so you're saying that software, what, can match, software, software can match resumes to jobs yeah. better than recruiters and faster than recruiters. That's what you're saying? Definitely, definitely faster and as good as. Does any, uh, anybody on the line believe that? You know that you know. Yeah, usually, you think you've got some extra insight. Somebody's resume isn't so good, but you can figure out that yeah, he might really have what I need. Uh, is anybody going to do that anyway? What? This is Nin from Hartford. Nin, Nin Tran, Nin Tran, go ahead, shoot. Hey, Nin, help me out. Um, all right, AI matching and all that good stuff. Uh, I believe that AI won't replace recruiters, and here's a couple of reasons, right? When you're talking about any automation, artificial intelligence is supposed to make the automation smarter, more relevant, faster, and especially in the topic of candidate rediscovery, uh, it's possible that AI can make the matching better, but ultimately, you still, today, you still need to have a human to make the decision whether this candidate actually matches or not. Otherwise, you will have situations where candidates are reached out to and they don't really match that job. Marty, Marty, not Marty Dangerfield, you want to take on Nin? Do you want to challenge him? Do you want to rebut him? Yeah, I, do. I, think, I think you're wrong. I still, uh, what I said was that it, it takes out a chunk of that, that front end, takes out 40% of a, of a recruiter's time. So it's up to you whether you do an automated match, or, you know, automated reach out or not. But the, the reality is recruiters spend seconds looking at a CV or looking at a resume anyway. It doesn't, there's, there's no value. The AI actually takes longer to look at, an individual bit of data and makes a better judgment because it's actually gone into the whole the whole of the detail in the resume. Okay, so you guys are just making you're seconds. just making declarations right now. Does either one of you have any evidence? <laughs> any evidence about this? How do I this? give you evidence? How do I give you evidence? Uh, you know, maybe, really maybe some companies demo, are doing know? it already. I don't know. Uh, Nin, do you have any evidence? And Nin is claiming hey, that the software is too too crude. We're doing Go that. <laughs> we're the software provider. And I can tell you the best case, you will get 90 to 95% accuracy match or 10% to 5% of them, which is still statistically significant, uh, there will be errors. And that's why you need a person to oversee this process. Hold so on a second. Nin, any- wait a second. You're slitting your own throat here, okay? 95% sounds pretty good to me, okay? Uh, what's better a recruiter going to make? Recruiter. Recruiter's not going to make 100%. I agree. Well, I think that's the whole point. Please, that please they're, this, this is way. good an average recruiter, isn't it? They're not. They're not. That, that's uh, this way, Adam, okay. hey, Let Michael G. You Cox can... speak. Michael G. Cox, what were you saying? Okay, saying so let, let's say the AI that takes my job hopefully finds me a new one. But uh, let's say the AI takes my job and it's excellent at reviewing resumes um, and determining best fit based on a resume. What's the next step in the process that AI does? Is it also interviewing, selecting, 
um, how does how does AI take yeah, over my, Michael the G. rest Cox, of the assessment? Michael G. Cox, wake up, yeah. okay? You're jumping ahead. We'll put you to the side for a second. I just wanted to I just <laughs> want to look at the figures that Nin gave, okay? Nin is a sponsor of the show, by the way. Okay, we're going to do an ad together in a minute. He's got Hire Tool. Hire Tool goes out and finds candidates for you, and he says, "Oh, it's only 95% good. That's fantastic." Okay, I, I brag about it every week on the show. 95%. I'm not 95%. Nin, what are you? Why but are that, you saying But that's just that finding. That's just finding profiles, and then you have to have a human going through those profiles to identify. That, no. Well, those no. those ninety five percent really are uh, chock full of keywords, and the person actually isn't a great fit because they 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 have five years experience at seven different companies. It, it's, Hold it's, on it's, a second. That's not the let's right kind to, of experience. Let's go to Martin Dangerfield. Martin, if you're so confident about them, Michael G. Cox raised an issue. Yes. If you're so confident about the power of artificial intelligence to do job matching with resumes. Okay, could you actually make a hire just from an initial job match? Because he's saying you yeah, can. Yeah, I think you he's can. Saying, I think it, yeah, I think you can. I think you can. I think the. Um, you absolutely can, and it will probably be a terrible hire. Ooh, well, no worse than, than some of the recruiters do. So I'm not sure that's true either. But the the, the main thing is. The, and, and that's okay. You can replace all the terrible recruiters. <laughs> I didn't say I was replacing the good ones, did I? So that's what I'm saying. So that's my, my prediction is that 40% of what a recruiter currently does, that can be removed because actually, if you're not going on keywords but going on linguistics, then, then it knows if those keywords are there. You can't have a keyword tax CV. It rejects it. It's not about that. Who's, got, who's, so who's it, there eating, eating lunch with their family there, okay? Who's got all that noise me. in the background? Is that you, Marty, the guest? No, not me. Not me. No, I'm in an office on my own. Okay, somebody close the door in your office or put yourself on mute unless you're actually talking with me. If it's Nin or Michael G. Cox, it's okay. Okay, Nin, Nin Tran, still there? Yep, still here. Okay, so so what do you, what, these guys are disagreeing with each other. Michael G. Cox says, yeah, you know, it's going to be a lot, a lot of lousy matches from artificial intelligence. Martin Dangerfield is saying, you could actually trust the software. You don't have to interview anybody. You don't have to, re- you know, second review its choices. You can hire based on the software's matches. Okay, how many, in your opinion, what percentage of those matches are going to be good hires? Let's take a step back here, guys. Um, AI is as good as the data that it has, and the time that it has to learn and the decisions from recruiters that um, it sees, right? So, for example, if Martin is doing IT recruiting and he's already made, you know, thousands or tens of thousands of decisions on candidates and interviews and so on and so forth, so they, I can learn from that. Uh, IT candidates have a ton of data out there, so that's not a problem, right? But Michael G. Cox, could be doing finance or sales or anything else that, you know, or nurses, right? They're fundamentally not online. They're at work taking care of people. Uh, at most, they would have, like, a Facebook to catch up with their friends. Okay, you and know, that's a separate that's issue. A, oh, that's a separate issue. We're talking about no, the people no, it, who it are ties, online. It ties, it ties all into the ability of, 
of AI to accurately predict if a person is would be a good hire or not. Um, that is, you know, a good hire or candidate's performance is uh, an elusive metrics measurement that it's almost impossible to measure. But um, if AI can give you a signal whether a candidate is a strong candidate based on the data that it has and historically Don't based you, on you know decision, what? You're dragging this out. I asked you a straight-ahead question. What percent of job matches, even from an ATS or a bunch of applicants, you've got 1,000 applicants for a job, you let the, uh, the software go through those applications and pick out your shortlist for interviews. How many of those shortlisted average, people are going to be good? On average, it's about 75%. 75%? Is that, that good? That, so what, and what's, what's, what would you say a recruiter's percentage of good, good choices would be? It, it it's random. Uh, really depends on what what kind of recruiter you're talking about. So why it's are like you saying that? Manager, right? There you go. It's random. You said it yourself. It's random. Yeah, not, not yeah. Accurate. I mean, so you're, come on, man. You know? You're arguing against yourself. You're the best argument against your own position. You're you're, you're playing right into this guy's hands. Okay. So well, I, you know. There's a couple of things that I know that you guys don't, uh, and it's it's really about uh, adoption here, right? So any technology uh, is going to be dependent on humans. Any AI technology today will be dependent on humans and the knowledge that it can get from recruiters. Uh, the bottleneck right now is the decision data uh, from recruiters. So, for example, if you already have, obviously you have the ATS data and you have made, you know, hiring decisions there. But uh, software companies like, like Pyrotrol, for example, might not always have access to that data. Um, so naturally, yes, it can do that potentially in the future or right now if you adopt it. Uh, okay, so let me just condense it, what you're yeah. saying and we're going to move on. You're saying that the software might not have enough historic data to make a projection of, you know, a prediction of, of, of based on a resume or something like that, right? Yes, that's you know, one, the, yes, that's one the company might know because they've made a, a lot yep. of hires, but the software right. might know. Okay, thank now, you. Now, another got the piece is, wait, the, another piece is the hiring managers, okay, sometimes they're biased and sometimes they're not, and you will see that you know, we did the models, and some hiring managers hired the candidates right when they passed a certain max score, and other hiring managers were completely random, right? Is it the algorithms that don't work? Is it the hiring manager that has bias or, or recruiters submitting random candidates? Who knows? Yeah, yeah I got to tell you, you've given me more faith in AI than I had before you argued against it. Thanks. Okay. There you go. Uh, Martin Dangerfield, you got you got your opposition, you know, supporting your position for you. Is there anything else you want to talk about? We're done, aren't we? We're done on AI, sure we. No, we, we love it. It's coming. It's going to replace a load of recruiters. We know it's going to happen. And mostly it's going to happen in, in those big corporates, followed by RPOs who are going to take costs out. I can have a bit of AI running 24 hours a day. I don't have to worry about recruiters and paying them and all the rest of it. So that's where okay, the Okay, but hold on a second. Hold on. Are you nah. saying though mm. that are you saying 
that the, the software is going to actually make the hires? Or like Michael G. Cox, are you saying that a recruiter is going to have to, you know, make the final uh, selection? Well, well, what I'm saying is right, right now today you can cut out 40% of the effort that a recruiter goes through. Making today. a decision, opening a resume. Today. Today, you can do that today. today. Yeah, you can do that today. There's software out there that will do it today. Can so, do. Can do it today. Can no. do. Nobody <laughs> is doing, but can do. Nobody is doing because they're, um, it's an interesting thing. I'm not because sure. we live in the real world. Nobody's doing it. But people, well, that's not quite true. People are doing it, because they, but they're scared of the decision. So there's a bunch of people that are testing it. So as far as testing it, I saw a test the other day with, uh, I can't say the company's name, um, they tested 19,000 um, candidates that went through a process, and they dual tested it. So they tested their standard approach, and they, they also second-guessed which people would be hired. And they were 82% accurate. So yeah. they, they, were, they were there. Was but, of course, a, that, 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 that learning process... It was a test, but it doesn't mean yep. so, yeah, it's because the human at the end of it is scared of making a decision. But right now, you, that test would work. That says that test was actually better than. than okay, the but we don't know how rigged that. We don't know how rigged that test. I mean, what you're telling is, is absolutely fantastic, but we don't know how rigged it is, and you're not you're not giving any names, so we can't. There's no way yeah. for us to check up. We just Do, taking well, it on faith. I'm sure there are real live examples of uh, agencies or um, organizations that have completely replaced up to, as he's put it, 40% of their assets with AI. Um, yeah, they haven't done that yet. Give yeah, us some of those? No, they haven't done that. They, they, that's, that's the potential, isn't it? It's around sourcing. It's around some admin, because there's other things in AI other than CV matching. You know, we, we're forever toing and froing with, with flipping diary management and interview scheduling and a whole bunch of stuff that a recruiter has to do. You know, take that away from them as well. Um, yeah. And I guess you guys, you guys have been looking at things like looking at video interviewing as well, the ability to start picking out keywords when we're talking, start looking at the way that we, we look, the way that we look into the camera, and making decisions, you know, whether we're lying or not. So, again, that's an interesting – I'm not going to say that but that's where we are today, but it's, it's near future that we're going to start using that sort of technology as well. So the yeah. video well, I, I think the, the, safety, about, you know? the, the safety of this argument is that we can – forget about it five years from now when it doesn't happen. But right now, I think it's, it's a great opportunity to, to make a living is to, you know, Fantasize share about these the futuristic scenarios. The, the CV matching is the one thing. Hold so, on yeah, a second. Average, average, Hold on a second. You know. Wait, wait, please. Nin, are you with me? Nin. Yeah. Are yeah, you here? I'm here. We're, we're going to yep. do the ad for Hire Tool, okay? I'm going to lead... You're going to help me, okay? Hi, everybody. We need me at all. Here. What? We need everyone. We need me at all. Jump in. On the yep. bed. Okay. Hire tool. I guess I've that's a no. I've got, I got the COO. These guys say it, hire tool, okay? But they said it's okay if I say hire tool. H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L. Okay, it's the super-duper sourcing tool. Everybody's talking about it. Amy Miller, the great Amy Miller, was on the show last week raving about it. And the thing is, Nin, help me here, what Amy said is it speeds everything up. It really helps her because it makes her sourcing faster. Michael Krause, he's never been on the show, but he says the same thing. What are they talking about when they say hire tool makes their sourcing a lot faster and saves them a lot of time. They're talking about uh, AI sourcing. 
what what it does. It brings you candidates with the right skills really fast and accurately. You don't have to look through CVs and resumes. You can spend more time building relationships with the right people. Simple. You don't really have to put in all the Boolean. It's all natural language. Put in the skill sets that you're looking for, the seniority, everything else, and it comes back with a batch of candidates, people that you can okay. reach out to right away. So, so you're that's pretty what well talking about. Okay, so this is what this is what Martin Dangerfield, the guest, has been talking about. Well, but you're saying after you're with Michael G. Cox, and that after it generates all the all the candidates for you, then you have to go through them and shortlist the ones that you want to talk to. The machine can't do that for you. Is that what you're saying? Of, of course. Machines can't build the relationship for you. Even even for video interviewing, the topic that you guys are talking about right now, um, yep. I have had a chance to meet with uh, Ben Martinez. He's in Salt Lake City. So shout out to him. He was the VP of people at Harview. So Harview, one of the top video interviewing platforms, and when they started, people were saying, oh, okay, this is going to replace me because my job is to conduct interviews, and this does it for me. It records everything, does all the tagging, blah, 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 and yet recruiters are still around. And when I heard the inside story from Martin, he said, well, you know, the mindset here is recruiting is just so narrow, such a narrow, right, very, very tight scope, and once one thing is made so efficient that you don't really have to spend a lot of time on it, then what else would you do? So there were people saying, well, what else would I do? This is going to just eliminate my job. And guess what? They're doing something else. They're still in recruiting. What are they doing? What are they doing? Once the machine's doing that part of their job, like like Martin said, 40% of their job, what are they, what are they doing? I mean, it sounds like you're... you're and I, I, can, time to... I, I can imagine is that they would take the interviewing data, they would review it with the hiring manager, help the hiring manager interpret and understand uh, the, the data okay. from hiring. Okay, we're wrecking the ad. We're with- wrecking the ad. I like the way you set it up first. You heard it's fast. You don't have to know a lot of Boolean. You just put in natural language. It gives you a list of people ranked according to their matches with what you're looking for. But here's the thing. It all, and I should, I should have focused on this. It also guesses what these people are earning, and it also guesses, you know, how uh, ready they are to leave. Last question for you, Nin. How accurate are those guesses? This is going to be important for what Martin's saying. How accurate are the guesses this person's going to be ready to leave? Most of the people that hard to find you are passive seekers, so it's almost 90% accurate on that. On those people that are they're active or are looking, uh, it's about 80, 70, 60%. depends on how much data we have on the individual. Not bad. Sometimes Not bad. Okay, off. everybody. H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L. Hire tool. Hire tool.com. Okay, Martin, we're running out of time. I, either the show's good or we've had so many problems tech at the beginning that I don't know. It's it's getting late. So what else do you want to talk about? Thank you, Nid. Oh, what else wow. do you want to talk about? Okay. Um, so a lot of people come and talk to me about um, millennial hiring, about Generation Z or Z, as you would say, um, about whether that's different or not. So young startups are hiring lots of young people. 
Um, so there's a, there's a big old problem. And I guess that's, that's the conversation. I haven't got a view on it. I, I personally think recruitment is recruitment is recruitment. But there's a lot of a lot of work and effort going into attracting young people and keeping them, retaining them. Um, here in the UK, we, we're not used to people joining us for six months and leaving. We tend to want people to stay for us for two, three, four years. And yet millennials and Generation Z are, are joining us for short periods of time. It's because they're getting bored and they're saying, I'm bored, I'm off. Um, so it means we're going to have to change how we recruit and assess people. Um, well, how is, whether, what does it mean you're going to have to change how you recruit people? What does that well, mean? Well, we're going to have to think about how we do things. So, um, so some people are messing with uh, psychometric tools so that they're doing psychometric tests, um, whereas, uh-huh. again, we wouldn't typically do that. So they're looking at motivation, they're looking at potential. And it's the tricky thing, I haven't got the answer, is how do you assess potential properly rather than just looking at experience? You know, most of our... Most of our conversation just then about, about AI is about matching experience, matching a CV. Whereas if I've just left university, I've got limited work experience, how do I know that I'm going to hire somebody good? Let me ask and, you something. Why do, these startups, why do the startups want to hire young people? So they can exploit them? Because like, <laughs> like Kathy was talking about, they have no uh, family ties. You know, they can you know, spend their life at work. You give them beer and chips and whatever and and they're happy okay really uh, because i've I've read i've read a number of articles recently that middle-aged people who start start up the founders they're much more successful than these young people who start up companies so uh, i imagine that the older people would be better uh employees as well i mean what's the big thing about young people i'm uh, i'm in my 40s so you know the, um, so, yeah, they, they hire them because they are enthusiastic, that they come in fresh out of university with loads of ideas. They hire them because of that, that proper generation. Hold on. Thing we got a guy here. We got a startup guy here. Nin, are you still? Wake up. Are you still here? Yeah. Nin. <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> okay. You've got a startup. You're still a startup, a small company. Uh, are you yep. hiring any middle-aged guys over 40? Yeah, why not? I don't want to put you in a vulnerable position, okay? So you can say I'm not <laughs> yes, answering you. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. We got uh, a couple of older gentlemen here, and they're they're really good. One of our co- co-founders is over 40. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Man. That, that, says, that says it all. So, yes. What, what time is nap time? <laughs> Well, the, old, okay. the older man will be asleep somewhere. So, yeah. Does he take Metamucil in his coffee? Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, I don't know if they know uh, what yeah, Metamucil is. It's fiber. It's fiber to make you regular, okay? Okay. Ooh, so, yeah. Uh, so, um, yeah, yeah. so they do. They start up, they hire young people because they think they're getting something, they're getting enthusiasm. Well, and okay, well, based on, based on what the, the articles are telling us, would you go and, and tell some of your people that you're consulting with, hey, Get yeah. away from these young guys. That's not what you want, okay? These older people are better, uh, more reliable. They know more, okay? You don't need people living there at work and playing hard. You don't need that. Would you go and tell somebody yeah, that? Is that what it sounds but like? It's like, it's, like your dad, it's like your dad telling you that. That's the problem. But if you're dealing with a, a chief exec or a founder who's also one of them, it's, it's, it's a difficult – I mean, I do say it, it's a difficult conversation – because you basically, you know, I come along as their dad and tell them, don't do that. You should be doing something different. And, of course, they don't listen because they don't want to do what their dad tells them. They want to go and do something else. Um, the other thing, of course, is money as well as perception, that they need to hire quickly and rapidly. 
Um, if they've well funded, if they've got a big VC behind them with a load of cash, then telling them that we're, you know, we're hanging outside a university and hiring people straight out of uh, university is a great thing. They don't want to necessarily pick up the baggage of where they learned how to do things. They like, they like okay, to mold I got people. A, I, got a, I got another building block for you for your, your recruiterless world. Just before you know, I forget, oh, yeah? we, had a guest, we had a guest on a few weeks ago. I invited him back, and he said he'd come back. He's a big-shot professor, psychologist, and he says rec- interviews are completely lousy, and those tests, yeah. those personality assessments that you're talking about, are much more reliable. So if you have your software going out and uh, doing job matching for you, either with applicants or like Hire Tool online, then uh, the people are interested. You, you, you don't interview them; you give them a personality assessment, and uh, you, you got your hires. Yeah, you got you your that. hires right yeah. there. So I'm going to plug somebody else. I'm going to say um, there's a company called Head Start, and that's that's pretty much what they do. So they use AI to match, and then they do a psychometric profile, which looks at motivation, your uh, your personality, looks at your numeracy, your verbal reasoning, and predicts who, who you should hire based on that. And there's a match against your existing team as well. So if you've already uh, got an organization, you get everybody already works somewhere to, to do the test. Uh-huh. So you actually start uh-huh. off that, that base of this is what matches okay. these are going to be great. All right. I got to do yeah. another ad. Hey, hey, we've been talking so okay. much, or I've been bouncing off the off the show too much. I I'm running out of time. I I got to get an ad in here. Okay, hone it, everybody. H O N E I T. Hone it. Recruiting animal here for hone it. You know what hone it is? It's it's online phone interview technology. And, and you know what? I've got a script here that. Uh, boss at this company sends me to read i don't like it i like my version better okay and you can kick me out you can get rid of me if you don't like it this is what i like both here's how it works you got the e the recruiter and the candidate they both phone a number a regular phone number it connects them together they have the interview, a regular interview, but here's the thing. It's recorded. So if you're the recruiter, you don't have to worry about typing really fast to get everything. Oh, I missed something. That's never going to happen because even if you don't hear something or don't, don't write it down, it's recorded. And not only that, it's automatically turned into a transcript that you can search for keywords, right? And here, when you're talking to the person and there's uh, some key questions that you know everybody on the interview committee, this is the thing they're going to focus on, you just press a button before you ask the question, talk about that issue, press another button, and it turns it into a specific clip. And you can say, hey, Ms. Hiring Manager, you want to know how Candidate X talks about Subject Y? Just play this, and five minutes you'll hear everything, or two minutes, however long it takes. Okay, so go check it out. Nick Livingston is the boss there. Nice guy, okay? He is. H-O-N-E-I-T.com. I don't know if, yeah, own it. H-O-N-E-I-T. Back to Martin. Martin, you're running out of time. you got 10 minutes. Oh, okay. What do you want to talk about? Do you you Uh, recruit um, or you just consult? Do I recruit? Yeah, sometimes. uh, No, I still recruit sometimes. um, So I do uh, do contract work and interim work, go and work on site with somebody. Let me ask you a question. Uh, 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 Let me lead. Let me lead. Let me lead, okay? <laughs> voicemail. Okay. Do you use voicemail? Or the phone is in your, you know, futuristic yeah, yeah. world. You do. You use the phone. I, 
I still, I still use the phone. Yeah, well, if we're going to go that route, though, you've seen the Google Duplex demo, haven't you? That makes a phone call for you. That's the future again, isn't it? Surely. Okay. So you so, leave yeah, voicemail? I pick up the phone. Yeah, how, uh, voicemail. Yes, you leave it. How long are your voicemails? What does your voicemail consist of? Because this is a very uh, controversial topic. Tons of people are going to say, nobody answers their phone. I don't answer my phone. I don't use voicemail. And here you are, maybe because you're over 40, using voicemail. Yeah. What's the start with? Do you get any That's replies why. from voicemail? Do you get any replies yes, I do. from you voicemail? To, you do, yeah, you do. I do get replies from voicemail. Yeah, you leave a voicemail, you say, here you are, why you want to talk to them. And you keep no, 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 really actually short. play it out. You know, really think short. about the last voicemail you left. Give us a real voicemail. I want to know how you do it. <laughs> um, hi, it's Martin Dangerfield. I'm working on a confidential search. I'd really like to talk to you. Call me back. Plus four four seven eight seven five zero two one zero zero five. That's it? How long confidential is that? search? Yep. You don't give them any information then? No information? No. no. no hey, hey, you're, you're at risk of losing your job to AI with that. <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. So why would I want to work uh, getting my voicemail better when I can go and get, you know, Google Duplex and make a call for me and tell me tell people the same thing? Uh-huh. That's true. If you if you've got a candidate, listen to this. If you've got a candidate, someone who's already your candidate, and you phone her up and her voicemail is full, will you say this is a stupid candidate? I'm not going to hire this person. Yeah, she's looking at a job. She knows she's you know in a relationship with with important people in her life, and she lets her voicemail get full. Are you going to cut her? No, I, I don't. Know. I'd email her, wouldn't I? I don't know. Just uh, try, but it, it sends an alarm bell, doesn't it? Though it depends what the job is. Actually, it no, it doesn't alarm. send an alarm yeah. bell. People, do you know how do you yeah. know how easy it is to let your voicemail get filled up in just a couple of days of being right. offline? Come on, man! It happens. Two or three times a year to me. Verizon lets you get like maybe ten messages. So ten messages, okay. and all of a sudden you're no longer considered for a job. God, I'm glad you're not hiring anybody. It depends on the job, doesn't it? It depends on what they are. You know, if they're, yeah. if they're a senior person, then yeah, yeah I don't know. Jerry, I think it probably does. I'm, Jerry. Sure, I'm sure it does. You know. What? Jerry's voicemail only handles ten messages. Is that it? Well, it doesn't seem to hold yeah, many. Verizon animal. It's not my voicemail. It's Verizon's corporate policy. Gosh. Okay. okay. I, I so, realize that nobody ever even calls you, so when you get a message, you're all <laughs> over it. Sometimes, if I'm if I'm out of town for a couple of days, I'm not sitting. Yeah. Uh, forget it. It's there's there's no winning with you. You don't understand the real world, dude. Sometimes yeah. you get a lot of calls, buddy. God. I'm so okay. sick of this. He told me. He told me. Yeah, you put me in my place, Jerry. Thank you. Yeah, Yeah, I'm feeling better now. Okay. You mentioned. Okay, he mentioned email. Okay, our guest Martin Dangerfield. Yeah, not a comedian. Okay. Okay. So, what's your recruiting email consist of? What's the subject line? What's the subject? I got. I got. Uh, Man, once you get into this, I'm out. Hey, everybody, Martin, you're one of my favorite uh, Brits at this point. You're 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 great. Good luck with Brexit. Uh, See y'all. Go Trump. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What is your subject line on your recruiting email? Confidential search. Can we? What is it? No. Can we talk? Can we? Can we talk? Question mark. And you find that works for you? It works. 
Yeah, that's worked for me. Yeah, it depends. On, again, I tend to be looking for people like me, so it works for me. How um, many emails? How many emails will you send to the uh, same person? How many? Oh, to the same person. To the, to the, oh, one. You, yeah. You mean you mean? Yeah. And if you don't get a reply, see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, if you don't it. get a reply, it, uh, three days. You, okay. If you don't get a reply, you won't. You won't send another email. No, I leave it three days. I leave it three days and send them another. And okay, and then, and then what happens next? And then I drop them. And then I drop them. I don't, I don't bother so again. Two emails. That's it? Yep. Two emails. Yep. That's it? How yep. many phone calls? How many voicemails will you leave? Oh, uh, less. It's, it's, I don't know. It depends if you've got the number, doesn't it? So numbers, I'll try the number more than once. Um, most people come, I have to say, most people do come back to me on the second call. Yeah, people are busy. If you leave in a voicemail, give them some time to come back to you. Don't hassle them again. That's where most recruiters still still do that. So if they're phone recruiters, they spend all their time on the phone, they get there too quickly, don't they? They leave a voicemail in the morning, and they're ringing again at lunchtime, and they're ringing again in the evening, and, and people start to think you're just you know messing with people. So, yeah, just um, it depends on the person. It depends on how busy you think they are. Where you think they are, all, all that, all that okay, other So what I'm hearing, and you know, I don't like this. Depends on the person. It's not clear. So you're actually saying, don't call too many times. Let them breathe yeah. for uh, two or three days. Okay? They don't call. Yeah, so if definitely. if I told you that there's somebody I really want to get in touch with, and I called them 80 times, you'd say that was bad. Okay? Am I right about that? I, I would say that 80 phone calls is bad, yeah, I would, because I feel like, unless, it, unless it's an emergency, but if we're talking about just normal recruiting and hiring people, then, yeah, that, 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 that's too many. So what's your max? What's your max? How many calls? Oh, I haven't got a max. It depends on the person. It always does. No, if I'm you just said, okay, on, you just said two or three. I don't know. I don't you have know what? It, yeah, you're, you're, you're squirming. You're, you're hard to pin down. Just like oh, Jerry said, you're just like swimming. Trump. You say one thing, oh, to, you know, at least ow. he waited the next day. He said, I didn't say that. You say one thing, and I, I, I try to clarify it. You say something two else. Three, but I haven't got a max. I've never measured it. I haven't got a two. Yeah, it's a two okay. or three. Let me ask you another question. Let's not mumble the last few minutes of the show away, okay? When you are uh, approaching somebody, when you want to recruit them, do you do a lot of research on the person so you know, you know how many pets they have in their house and you know, what they like to do on their summer vacation so, you know, and what they like to eat so you're looking for some commonality that you can chuckle about? Or do you just, you know, this person seems to have the right skills. I'm going to knock out an email or a phone call to this person. How much prep time do you make? It's about how, what well, the type of role, I think, that the types of role, the, the more comfortable I am with the role. So if I'm looking for somebody like me, which is often the case, then, then I, I feel like I know the subject. See, so yeah, I'll, I'll look at their profile on LinkedIn and maybe look on Twitter or look for a blog, um, search, search Facebook sometime. If I've got, it depends what data, if I've got an email and a phone number, I know where they work, then I'm, I'm going to probably just get on with the call and, and see where it goes. I'm not that type of, I'm a lovely, fluffy relationship recruiter. I tend to get on with the, the conversation about, I'm looking oh, for geez, this. Too bad we didn't get, that's Jerry's favorite topic. I mean, he doesn't like people who do business. <laughs> he thinks you've got to build a rapport. You've got to be nice. Does anybody want to challenge, late, anybody yeah. want to challenge Martin Dangerfield on that last one? He's an all business kind of guy. He doesn't believe in nah. building relationships. Anybody? Nobody? 
Nobody's going, going, God. I want to thank everybody for coming on the show. Michael G. Cox, yes. my great friend at the startup who put a lot of arguments against himself, Nintran, and helped me do the a great hat. Nintran, Jerry Albright, who screwed off before the show finished off, Kathy Manis, and my new friend, Martin Dangerfield. Thank you! Thank you. Oh,